Welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. There are thousands of amazing self-help books out there, but what happens when you're struggling at the moment and need help now? Well, my new book, Life Lessons, You Are the Experts on Your Life, a workbook, is your new go-to self-help book. I wrote it specifically for when you don't know how to overcome a challenge. Each chapter gives you a framework on how to tackle your situation. I help you focus on what already works for you. Your situation today may be different, but the emotions you're currently feeling, you felt them before, and you did something that helped you. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. This book is specifically written to help you overcome any obstacle you may face. Purchase your book, Life Lessons, You Are the Experts on Your Life, a workbook on Amazon or at your favorite bookstore. Once again, purchase Life Lessons, You Are the Experts on Your Life, a workbook on Amazon or at your favorite bookstore. My guest today is Corey Poirier, who is a multiple-time TEDx speaker. He is also the host of the top-rated Let's Do Influencing show, founder of Blue Talks, and has been featured in multiple television specials. He is also a Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Apple Books, and Kodo bestselling author, and the co-author of the Wall Street Journal USA Today bestseller, Quitless. Corey is also a columnist with Entrepreneur and Forbes. He has also interviewed thousands of world's top leaders and has spoken on site at Harvard, Columbia, and more recently for Microsoft. In today's episode, we discuss his new podcast, The Enlightened Passenger, that teaches its listeners what the world top influencers would say to a stranger on a plane when asked for life advice. Welcome to Lifeology. Thanks so much, James. I'm so stoked to be back. It's been a while. I, I know it has. I was actually thinking about that. And I think you've only been on my show once, but we've cross-platformed so many times, it feels like multiple times. So uh, it's always a pleasure to have you back on my show today. So you've been doing so many things. I mean, I didn't know anything about your book, Quitless. We could talk about that. I definitely want to hear about your new podcast, but tell me what's been going on in the, in the world of Corey Poirier and all the things you've been doing. Uh, you know, it's been really busy. Uh, I, I know this is like, I feel like busy is the statement of the decade because anybody you ask, how are you doing? Busy. You know, so I know we're all super busy. So the word <laughs> meaning because I think we're all dealing with that. Yeah. But um, but for me right now, at least if I compare it to the past, James, it's it's mm -hmm. ultra busy. I'll add an extra word to it. Yeah. And what, what that's from is we have our Blue Talks brand, which uh, for those that, maybe haven't heard of it yet. It would be like TEDx meets chicken soup for the soul. Uh, basically Perfect. we have stages. Uh, we were by the end of next month, we'll have done 12 stages since COVID. Wow. So, and these oh are live. Wow. Corey. Yeah. We had, we had three that started just as COVID was starting. And then since then another nine, which blows my mind. Um, we definitely, uh, we have three coming up next month. So we're doing them quick, but uh, wow. we have these live stages where we bring speakers on. We have our book series, that goes with that. We have a podcast and a virtual stage. And so that's busy because again, we have three events coming up and we just finished doing three. Uh, so that's one thing that's been happening. We decided to add a mastermind into the mix. So to do a live mastermind, basically coinciding with the live events. So we're in Miami mm -hmm. next month. And oh, Miami. We have, oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. And then we have the, the, yeah. <laughs> the day before. Uh, and so we have some really big names coming in for the live mastermind, which is going to be exciting. So that's been keeping me busy. 
the new show, of course, this is the most organized I've ever been for a launch. So that means I put in a lot of work <laughs> to this one. Sure. And on top of that, we're doing our biggest virtual event of the year next week. So all that of that amazing. is happening at Holy once. Cow. So there's a to go. Yes, so you are very busy. <laughs> it yeah. is funny when I say that, I'm like, oh, I'm busy. And then I, I have to stop myself. I'm like, well, James, you're not the only busy person. But obviously hearing this, I'm like, holy God, you're very busy. <laughs> when I was a guest on your show, I was talking about my book and you had mentioned something to me about The Enlightened Passenger and you were talking about that. So it's, I'm so glad to hear it's, it's starting to come to fruition. Tell me more about that. What inspired that for you? Well, it was actually inspired by a book, a parable book that I wrote it's funny. I've had the idea for the book and it has a really unique twist. I don't want to reveal that, that mm-hmm. part because it'll reveal a lot <laughs> of the book, but it has a unique twist. And so I've had this book in the works for, I'm going to say in my mind and the plan for it for probably four or five years, but I never started uh-huh. writing the book until maybe a year and a bit ago, uh, maybe a little even okay. less. Uh, what, we went away in a family uh, cottage sort of retreat thing. And part of the deal of me being there was I would get to work on the book. So I wrote half of it then and then finished the other half in the office um, like maybe three months ago. So the book is done mm-hmm. right now. Now it's gone to people that I'm asking if they'll give me some feedback so we can make final tweaks. Mm-hmm. But that mm-hmm. book is again a parable so it's fictional okay it's uh mm-hmm. it's really in the vein of for those that may be familiar with Mandino's work uh it's funny one of his books has a similar twist to it and i never even knew the book existed until just recently oh really? uh, but it's, <laughs> it's you know it's always like frustrating you're like oh my god i never read this book and yet it has the twist that's like mine yeah. uh, and it's very similar the twist but um but Mandino's writing style it's like that or it's like the alchemist for those that maybe didn't hear mm-hmm. of Ogmandino. Yeah. Or Celestine prophecy, that type of thing, mm-hmm. or the richest man in Babylon, and mm-hmm. uh, but it's about uh, two people on a plane, and so it's like a, two strangers on a plane, and mm-hmm. one person is kind of the wise old sage, uh, sage, and the other person is like the young cocky business person, and the sage gives a lot of life advice to the other person. And yeah. so, in thinking about that, James, I don't know why it popped in my head, but I said maybe I. What if I started asking people what advice they would give if they were sitting next to a stranger on a plane? Because that happens. And Mm -hmm. uh, the more I started thinking about it, I'm like, maybe that's a new show. But I I mentioned to you off air, the plan was I wanted it to be like a short run limited edition. And I will even tell you, so the book inspired the idea. But I will tell you um, two things that also inspired it. One uh, was this time machine question that I used to ask about what Mm -hmm. would you say if you jumped into a time machine and went back and talked to a younger version of yourself. And um, so it kind of like the, that it's weird. That question inspired the book and then the book inspired the podcast or the show. But what's interesting is they're all completely separate beasts. Like you wouldn't know Uh, they were inspired by each other. Yeah. Um, But that's, you know, so that's one thing is kind of what's inspired it. But I mentioned to you off air that it was going to be a short run. So the other thing that inspired it was this book called, I'm going to probably pronounce it wrong, but I, I mean, say the wrong title, but I think it's called something like The Way Back to You. And what it's about is the okay. Enneagram, if you've ever heard of the oh, nine yeah. Enneagram yeah. number. Mm-hmm. And so what they did, which I thought was brilliant, is they launched a podcast. And huh. the podcast has the same image as the book. It's about the same thing as the book. And by the way, that podcast was launched in 2017. Here's the amazing part. I think they did 12 episodes. 
I still see it on the top of top 50 charts on iTunes regularly. Oh my gosh, really? And they only wow. Episodes. But I was like, what I thought, James, is if this show has been on the charts off and on for five years, how much, and, and it's identical to the book, how much great work did that do to promote the book? Yeah. So I was like, maybe launching a podcast about the book is a great way to launch the book. But then what happened, and this is the part I said uh, earlier, I shared off air, is that because it's short episodes, I've started securing people for the show that I never, that I've had challenges. Oh, before. that's right. Yeah. And because I've secured so many, I'm at this point now where I'm like, and this is again, what I said to you as well is, uh Oh, I guess I'm doing another show. So it's no longer a short run <laughs> show. It's basically a long-term show. And it was only supposed to be a Love podcast. It. Now it's a video series with like uh, pans and changes and transitions and everything. Wow. And, uh, wow, it's kind huge. of more model like what Lewis Howe has done with his YouTube page. Mm-hmm. So yes. that's, I mean, that was a long answer, but that's what inspired this, uh, this show. That's amazing. Yeah. I remember we had talked before about you wanted to secure Don Miguel Ruiz. Did you get him? I mean, he always busted. He was on my show, but did you, have you got it, got a chance to talk to him? Or- so no, I, so the interesting part about that, <laughs> I, <think if> you, <laughs> I didn't mean to like turn it. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. Sure. I wouldn't be both of his son twice each, but yeah. okay. I, I think, uh, I don't know, but I feel like in some ways I may have missed my mark just by uh, months because uh, mm-hmm. in talking to his family, mm-hmm. he's going down and doing interviews and doing a lot oh, less like, of okay. them. Yeah, and it feels like I might've missed my window by a couple oh, of months. Gosh. That's what it feels yeah. like, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. And, uh, and maybe well, he would show. be great for that. He would be, yeah, yeah, he'd be perfect for that show. Well, it's a shorter show. So it's only a 15 minute time commitment. And, um, but here's the thing. My thinking James is I- I'm going to go all in. Uh, and make this show a hit, and then yeah, whenever I, whenever we reach out to his team again, all of a sudden you can start saying, "Here's the numbers," and yeah, maybe exactly. that you think this is over the edge. Maybe. Having said that, or my other show, the long term one, is um, and you know how this works. Uh, there's pages where you can see where you rank globally, so that mm-hmm. show typically in the top one percent. So it's no slouch on its okay. own, yeah. but. Um, this show here where it's video too. And for the yeah. first time ever, we're launching clips on TikTok. I didn't even think I'd ever oh, get it. Oh, wow. And, I know. Uh, <laughs> this is like you. My like, publicist sends me things all the time on TikTok. And I'm like, I don't even, I don't even have a profile. I know, I'm old school. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I just barely got my profile. I think I only have like 24 people following me. But I'll tell you what sold me on it is uh, people kept telling me that you're missing out. And I went and checked out Lewis House. Yeah talk about him again Mm -hmm. and he has great clips like you'll watch a clip by um just pick a name but uh Brene Brown and it's like two minutes Mm -hmm. of her answer to something and it's just a teaser to go over check out his show and I'm like oh I like that and so I went and put up our teaser for the show just that like 30 second or less teaser and I saw it the other day I think it has 700 views and I only have 20 followers wow so that's kind of made sold me on like you know what yeah 500 to a thousand views per video and have the website on those videos and bring people over Perfect. to the show. Why not? So yeah, yeah I'm all in. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'll have to relook at that myself. I mean, you, <laughs> you've inspired me to think about that again. <laughs> <That's funny>. <laughs> <laughs> what but was yeah, it when you did? Go ahead. Oh, no, when you started, uh, when you started the enlightened leader or excuse me, enlightened pastor, what did you learn about yourself? Because obviously you're both parts. You're the sage and you're the young cocky person or whatever. But what, what did you, what did you learn about this off through the journey for yourself? Well, I'll tell you what's, what's funny or interesting about that too, James, is at the start of the show now, I introduce each show. I mean, obviously it's like, when I say each show, it's like something that's there every show. It's like the same, mm-hmm. it's not, I, not, I do it every yeah. time, but it's already there as kind of, um, let's just say, it's a, an intro. 
yeah, an intro that's that's uh, static. And uh, I always say I'm your figurative captain or pilot. Oh, on <laughs> I like it. So being maybe the stage or the cocky young guy or the pilot. Uh, only think of the pilot because, of course, I'm curating it, right? But yeah, having said course. that, what I've learned about myself, which probably also ties into what I've learned from some of these thought leaders that are answering the question, yeah. is more often than not, and I'm not going to say this is the universal answer, but more often than not, there's some variation of the idea that uh, the things that we, when we're younger, think we want to change, if we did mm-hmm. change them, it would actually change who we are at the core. And for those yeah. people that really like what they've done or who they are, that would actually be a step backward. So I find a lot of people, the exactly. advice they would give is stop beating yourself yeah. up because you're already on the right track or trail. And yeah. so yeah. really that was a lesson to me as well. When I started asking the time machine question, I got similar answers and mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was going to get for answers, but the whole goal was what if we could teach younger people now yeah, that, of course. Uh, that you know what, most of the people that could go back would actually say, don't change a thing. Maybe the young people now would stop stressing over something that won't matter in a month or two months yeah, or a year. Yeah. But why do we have to wait till we're 40 or 50 to learn this? And by the way, I'm no different. I had to wait till I was 40 to learn this, <laughs> but I'm wanting to impart it on other people earlier. So what I learned about myself yeah. is I'm happy where I am and Good. all the crappy stuff that happened to me that I viewed as crappy at the time was mm-hmm. necessary. And now I don't even view as crappy what was necessary for me to become the person I am today. Exactly. Because if you think about it, uh, all, all events in our life are like a jigsaw puzzle piece. Every jigsaw puzzle piece links together to create who we are today. And so there may be things we don't like. You know, if you think of the, think, think even more about the analogy of the, of the puzzle, we know where the border goes. I mean, that makes sense. So the, the great things in our life, perhaps we went to university, we got married, we have kids, we got a new job, we started a business, whatever. Those make sense. But those pieces, when we look at them, they're like, where did this even go? I have no idea. We think, you know, maybe the manufacturer made a mistake. But then when you, when you put everything together, like, oh, that's why. I remember years ago, I was, I was in college and it was 10 o'clock at night. I got a call from a producer that said, James, we want you to audition for this TV show. It was a big TV show. And um, so I got there at 7 a.m. the next morning. I was like, oh, I clearly got this. And I nailed it. I nailed the audition. And then the next day, they're like, sorry, we went with someone else. And I was like, what? I'm like, you called me. I mean, didn't make sense at all. I was so annoyed. And of course, I hated the per- Well, I didn't hate the person who got it. I'm like, I'm better than you. Whatever. I was a young, cocky kid. But three months later, I had the opportunity to do a study abroad program in Spain. So I lived in Spain for a year, traveled to 20 countries, met so many people, and it just blew my mind in so many ways. So I often look back on that. So that closed door, that isolated jigsaw puzzle piece, I'm like, this is ridiculous. I waited a little bit longer and all of a sudden all these beautiful things opened up for me. So that's one of the lessons I learned that if something doesn't make sense in the moment, wait just a little bit longer because another door opens and then you'll see how everything's linked together. And so just like you, I love who I am. Don't want to go through a lot of the things I went through, but I love who I am today. So I'm okay with going through them. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that's been my discovery. So, uh, you know, and I mean, that's now what I impart on other people too. You know, when they ask me, yeah. like somebody, people love to, and I, and I love that too, but people love to, you know, turn it around and ask me, you know, so what's the advice you give your younger self? What is the advice you give somebody in this uh, plane? And because I've heard it so often, James, it's almost like I can give unique advice or try to make it sexy, but it's, sure. I've heard it so often that I'm like, this is the yeah. advice they really need to know. Is that stuff? Yeah, yeah I know. Up. You tailor. Yeah. yeah. And I'll tell you what I tell myself and my girlfriend originally, I think, was sick of hearing me say this, but now she understands it, is I often say, is this truly going to matter in a year? Mm-hmm. If it is, I'll give it a bit more time. 
But if it's mm-hmm. not going to matter in a year, which 99% falls into that category, why yeah. am I giving up my today or ruining my today over? And yeah. I can say that about almost anything. And I think what's helped with that is now I have hindsight. So I can see all mm-hmm. that stuff mm-hmm. I was so stressed about. Sure. Didn't matter a month later, a week later, a year later, maybe sometimes even an hour later. And yet I was, yeah. it was ruining me at the moment. And so I think that ties into that advice as well. You know, as you're talking, it made me think about this because every wise person that I know of can learn from the biggest thing to the smallest thing from a little child, you know, laughing and, you know, so effortlessly. So I'm wondering if, if we were to flip it and say, what would the sage learn from the cocky person? So there's another element there. I don't know. just something I, I popped in my head because obviously we can learn so much from people who don't have the same life skill, not life skills, life experiences we do. But I, of course, there is something there as well. Who is a person that you, all your guests have been fantastic, I'm sure. What's the one that stuck out, stood out to you the most? Not better or worse, just one that just stood out to you off the top of your head. Uh, wow. So, I mean, I hate to seem almost cliche and list a couple, you know, we'll call it maybe the household names or well-known names mm-hmm. because it'd be, again, it'd be cooler to say somebody that's, you know, sort of just starting their journey. But mm-hmm. as far as stand out, and I'll tell you why though, I'll back this up. The two that jump out and I, I you know, I you should pick one because you asked for one, but I'll tell you two uh, for different reasons. One was Deepak Chopra. And the reason was, mm-hmm. is because his answer is so, so, so deep. Like super deep, like of course so deep that uh, we've been teasing the show out. And I have a, a friend of mine who's very spiritual. And she said, Corey, that's, I had that call to action at the beginning. If people are familiar with the term of call to action. Right. Just to say, you know, go to the website and check this out. And then one at the end. And she said, Corey, I forgot all about the call to action at the beginning because his answer was so deep. So like the answer oh. is, and, and, <laughs> and he reveals this answer that honestly, James, if you can, if you can truly, here's the thing, if you can truly grasp it, it will change you mm-hmm. at your core. But the funny part is he said, it's like very detailed. I mean, I couldn't even tell it to you in a summary, very detailed. But then at the end he goes, so that's it. That's all you have to do. Like as if it's the easiest thing in the world. It's just the easiest going and ordering an ice cream. And trust me, like it, it, uh, part of it is like realizing you're not actually, you're only the seer seeing it. You're not the person, like it's mm-hmm. that level of deep. So that wow. one stood out because it was really deep. Uh, the flip side of that is one that stood out, and I mentioned his name to you off air, but Jake the Snake Roberts from the 80s, <laughs> 80s wrestling yes. fame. But Every day you have, yeah. I mean, he's got an amazing story and, and uh, journey. Really? But a lot of it was plagued by demons and challenges, you know, mm-hmm. with addiction and, uh, you know, going mm-hmm. from wrestling at WrestleMania in front of 90-some thousand people at the Pontiac Silverdome to then wrestling mm-hmm. in a gym in front of 100 people. You know, and, and so oh. his story had that part, but what's really wild is about, I don't know the timeline, but I'm going to say about 10 years ago, he reconnected with Diamond Dallas Page, another wrestler from the 80s. Oh, yeah, I know that is. And Diamond, um, Diamond might be the 90s, but uh, Diamond, known as DDP to most people, um, has been helping a lot of the wrestlers that had addictions. And so he helped Jake and started oh, teaching really? him yoga and stuff like that and meditation. So what's wild is I think Jake's been sober for the most part for 10 years now. But what's Amazing. really crazy about his journey is that he's he, they did a documentary called The Resurrection of Jake the Snake, but it's legit. Like So since that time of the gyms and all that stuff, now he's uh, signed as a manager to the second largest wrestling company in the world. He got to go uh, to wrestle, or sorry, Royal oh. Rumble and make his prize appearance and wrestle again and on the big stage. Oh, he got to uh, get his Hall of Fame ring on the big stage at WrestleMania. Like all these things have happened since mm-hmm. he had this like, muddy middle and so mm-hmm. his story is so powerful that i think first and foremost 
he stood out because his advice today is so different than it would have been just 10, 15, 20 years ago. Like, and I've been, I interviewed him a number of years ago and I asked him what his definition of success was at the time. And Mm -hmm. it it was, the summary of it was survival, man. Just being here and being alive. That's success. So just that he was alive. And then, so I asked him this time, I said, you know, would you give the same answer or would you go deeper? He go, oh, dude, I go much deeper now. And he went much Mm. deeper. And so now it's more like he would tell that person that maybe, again, similar to what I said, maybe these, all these demons and things I went through were necessary for me to now help other addicts and other people that need Mm. the same help that I need. And he also now looks and says, maybe I was given wrestling as a platform so that I could use it to teach other things that I want to about how to clean up your life and that kind of stuff. And so it was just, just to see that transformation made his answer so much more profound to me. Like his answers are very deep and philosophical for somebody who, like I say, even when I interviewed him 10 years ago, maybe it was about 15, I think he wasn't in that place. So that's why those two stand out to me more than, yeah. More than, not, not more than oh, yeah. the other two that yeah. asked the question. Sure. That, that really resonated with you. With the Jake the Stink Roberts, uh, obviously we talked about this in the pre-call. I, yeah, I grew up with him. Fantastic. I would, I would love to meet him one day. It's interesting to see the, the first part of it where he would just say, I just want to survive. So that's the aspect of, how do I say this? There's, there's different levels of, of introspection. And so the, the, one of the lower, not lower level, I don't, even, I don't mean to minimize one of a different, a different level um, is, like you said, just the surviving part of it. But as we learn more about life and have that retrospective, in other words, focusing, looking back on our past and recognizing this, then we see that it's no longer the lesson for us. It's how do we influence the people around us? And so the lessons we learn translates to the people around us. So we have that internal introspection of what's happened in our life, how we see ourselves, And then once that starts to make more sense and we really flourish into that, that's how we automatically impacts the people around us, whether you have a big stage like he does or whether, you know, it's just in your family system or friends. But that's, to me, that's how I see the aspect of introspection is internal. And then it, it, it ekes out into the world around us. Absolutely agree. Yeah, it's, I mean, and it, like I said, it's whether it's, as you said, on a big stage or a small stage, I think it's equally as important. As we wrap up here, what would be the advice you would give people? I know you are asked it all the time and I know you said it, but anything in particular, any, any additional things? Um, and as we wrap up here, we'll find out where we can watch this new show or listen to this new show. Yeah. So uh, advice, I think I would really, for me, focus on this idea of, so it's, there's advice for people that haven't discovered their calling or purpose yet. Mm-hmm. My advice to them is there are strategies for doing so and whatever it takes, it's worth it. Meaning I see so many people, uh, Robin Sharma, years ago, I interviewed him, the guy who wrote the monk who sold his Ferrari. And he said, uh, he called them the walking dead, the people that uh, die Mm. inside at 20, but wait until they're 80 to bury their own bodies. And it was basically, uh, and and no fault of their own. They just haven't discovered that calling. But Mm. what I would say is there's nothing that I've discovered, James, that's like uh, figuring out what you were put here to do and doing that which you love every day. And so I would say for those that haven't found it, whether you come to somebody like me or somebody like James, or I have a book called The Book of Why and How, you read a book That's like right. that, but whatever it takes, finding your purpose is what it's about. To me, that's what yes. changes everything. Like I wake up every day with a smile on my face and happy to take on a new day because I love what I do. So my advice would be 
however you have to figure that out again it's worth it so the advice would be figure it out and that could be like i said finding a coach a mentor somebody else that might be able to help you the the easier way but I'll, it'll take a lot longer is to just start tackling stuff that you think you enjoy yeah. and yeah. at some point what you really want to do with your life might jump out at you or it might not you might already be doing what you want to do with your life but what you are called to do or why you're here so mm-hmm. that would be the advice for people who haven't found their purpose shorter answer for those that have is i would say uh write your own mission statement and figure out what you have to say net no to at more often mm-hmm. than uh, everything else so that you can say yes to the things that are going to move the needle the most and the reason i say more often james is i've discovered in interviews with high achievers, they say no on average at least 20 times more than the average person, some dramatically more than that, <laughs> so that they can say yes to only the few things that will move the needle. So what I'm getting at is if you do a mission statement to figure out what you're here to do or what your purpose is, then when you have that mission statement, you'll be able to easily see what a no and a yes is and say no to all the things that won't move the needle so you can say yes to the few things that will. So the advice is write a mission statement. Brilliant. That's absolutely well said. And that's something that I know many of my viewers and listeners are definitely going to do. If they want to find out more information about you and to purchase your books, to listen to Blue Talks, to listen to the new show, The Enlightened Passenger, Corey Poirier, where would they find all this information online? Well, the cool part is, depending on when they're listening, uh, if they were listening right now at this moment, the site literally is going up. It's being finished today. Like it's literally, it might even be online if a person typed this in today. Uh, But by the time uh, most people are typing this in. It's sitting there for you. It's called peopleonplanes.com. So peopleonplanes.com. And just the reason for that, James, is I really felt that if I called it theenlightenedpassenger.com, some people might get hung up on the typing yeah. of enlightened and how long that is. And I want it to be something oh, people yeah. remember. So I, I, I did register enlightenedpassenger.com, but people on planes, I thought, is easy to remember. And it's still to about the shows about two people on a plane. So people on planes.com. Wonderful. My viewers and listeners also know that if I can't find this information any other place, simply go to the show notes at James Miller, Miller, lifeology.com. I actually put in the first interview that you were on my show last year, a couple of years ago. I'll drop that into the show notes. And so you can listen to that one, hear Corey's backstory. And then moving forward, once again, you can hear more about the enlightened passenger and everything else he's doing. Corey, thank you so much for being a fantastic guest on my show today. Awesome, James. It's been an absolute pleasure as always. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.